0: Shalom, I'm Mitch Glazer, president of Chosen People Ministries. As summer starts to wind down and we gear up to head back into the fall, here on the Chosen People radio program, we're going to start looking forward to the upcoming fall festivals of Israel. If you think of the fall festivals as the setting and Jesus as the jewel, you will see over the next number of weeks how the jewel, Jesus, shines brilliantly in the setting of the fall festivals of Israel. Three holidays, Rosh Hashanah, the new year, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles. You know, this time of year also reminds me of the fall of 1990, when I conducted a Russian Rosh Hashanah service in Brooklyn. And Brooklyn is uh, a land of hot dogs, Bagels, cheesecake, and borscht. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many Russian Jewish people who moved to Brooklyn after Perestroika. date that about 1989. And I remember when I first began running into these Russian Jewish people and they all, I mean, to me, they just kind of seem so Jewish and uh, they spoke with thick accents Everybody I met was like my grandmother Hmm. and my grandfather, who had moved to the United States early on from Belarus, from actually from Minsk. And I just fell in love with the Russian Jewish people uh, instantaneously. And so we're going to learn more about the Russian Jewish immigration to the United States, to Brooklyn, and how moving to this new world brought many of these Russian Jewish people to Jesus. So, it's my joy now to introduce to you my co-host, Bobby Walter, who serves as the New York Regional Director for Chosen People Ministries. Welcome, Bobby.
1: Yes, thank you so much, Mitch, and welcome to all of our listeners as well. I'm really excited to talk about this, and if you had asked me five or six years ago if I would be as excited to talk about the Russian Jewish immigration to Brooklyn and their openness to Jesus, I probably would not have been as excited as I am right now so, Mitch, tell us a little bit more about what was going on in the fall of 1990 at this Rosh Shana service.
0: Sure. I think that we need to remember what the times were like at that point. The Iron Curtain had fallen. The Soviet Union was dissolving. And so, uh, there probably were a few million Russian Jewish people scattered throughout the Soviet Union prior to the Holocaust, We believe that there probably were about 12 million Jewish people, what was known as the Pale of Settlement that included uh, Russia, parts of Ukraine, Mm -hmm. and uh, some other uh, places, parts of Romania, uh, and so on. And Jewish people, like my grandparents, were always eager to get out of Eastern Europe because there was a lot of persecution of the Jewish people. There were limitations on education, on uh, jobs that you could do It really was... uh, very anti-Semitic at some point, even though there were just so many Jewish people. And many of these Jewish people really contributed to the former Soviet Union in terms of uh, science, in terms of uh, inventiveness, in terms of um, philosophy, economics, literature, you name it. But there was an underlying anti-Semitism. And so when the Soviet Union opened up, so many Russian Jews moved... And primarily, they moved to three or four places. Number one, they moved to Israel, Mm -hmm. which makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. And then secondly, a lot of Russian Jewish people moved, of course, to the United States, mostly Brooklyn, and then fanned out all across the country. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Russian Jewish people. And then many Russian Jewish people, if you can believe this, moved to Germany, And there were a lot of German-Russians who repatriated and moved back to Germany after the fall of the Soviet Union. And among them were actually a lot of Baptists and Pentecostals and other kinds of Christians. Hmm. And so a lot of them uh, came and really loved the Jewish people and shared the gospel with Jewish people. And so Chosen People today has a huge work in Germany. We probably have 30, 40 staff members. We have a bunch of congregations planted there. Right. And currently, there are probably hundreds of thousands of Russian Jewish people, and many of them come to faith in Jesus the Messiah. Hmm. So back to September in 1990, we were conducting a New Year's service, a Rosh Hashanah service, at a church in Brooklyn. And I was still fairly unaware of this Russian-Jewish immigration, especially any kind of movement uh, by the Russian Jews towards Jesus. Hmm.
1: Wow. So, it was, it, was, it, was it was that
0: new. It was so new, Bobby. Yeah. And it was, it was so intriguing because I remember standing up because I was leading the service and in walks about 20 or 30 people hmm. and I'd never seen them before. And as I, I listened to them, I could tell they were speaking Russian. I just knew a little bit of it. Hmm. And they all sat down We had about 80 people, and now we have about 110, 115 people. It's a small little sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm approached by one of the young men who spoke English perfectly, and he said, would you mind if I translate for the folks that just walked in? They're all Russian Jewish people who are interested in Jesus, but most of them are not believers yet. I'm a believer, so would you mind if I translate so they can hear your sermon? Wow. I, and this is all going on, you know, while the music team is playing. You know? <laughs> I, I said, sure, why not? And so I began preaching my message. I think I actually preached on the Akedah, the binding of Isaac in Mm -hmm. Genesis 22, pointing forward as a type, foreshadowing as a type of Christ. And at the end of the service, I asked if there were any folks attending who would like to receive Jesus as their Messiah. I asked them to pray after me, raise their hands, and almost a half a dozen of these Russian Jews prayed to receive the Lord.
1: Amazing. Praise God.
0: There was actually no Bible studies for them to go to. They were, a lot of them were brand new immigrants, but they were so open to the gospel because with the fall of the Soviet Union, they lost a lot of their worldview essentials and uh, they lost faith. They lost trust in the communist government and they were really looking in, in great depth for a new way to restructure their inner and outer lives. Wow. And so they were very open to the gospel and really open to seeing how believing in Jesus fit in with being Jewish because they did also want to identify as Jews because in Russia they weren't really allowed to identify as Jews. Mm -hmm. So we began Bible studies, eventually started a Russian-Jewish Messianic congregation, which was a new experience for me. We met in a Methodist church in Russian-Jewish Brooklyn, almost by the famous Brighton Beach, which is where a lot of Russian Jews settled.
1: Yes. I think that's an understatement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, was, it was awesome. Talk about Boris. I mean, oh my, you could get it everywhere. And so we began developing this congregation and they began bringing in their friends and uh, they, they came to faith. But I want to tell you a quick story of how one of our current staff members came to faith. His name is Boris Golden. You know him. Okay.
1: I know <laughs> Boris very well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and Boris was a young guy, late 20s, uh, married. Uh, had just come over and was already making a good living as an insurance agent. Mm-hmm. A Weeks before, I met his wife, Irina, and she was part of our Bible study. And Boris kept dropping her off at the Bible study and then going to work. Fairly soon afterwards, Boris began coming a little earlier so that we could talk and then leave his wife. Then pretty soon... Boris started coming to the Bible study <laughs> and didn't go to work. And so we started this congregation, and Boris and I had become friends. And I was teaching the Book of Acts in a basically a small group Bible study Sunday school. And I, I borrowed a trick from Wycliffe Bible Translators. They got the unbelievers to be their translators, so they had to hear the message at least twice Perfect. and process it. Brilliant. So I asked, I asked Boris if he would translate my Bible study. And he said, sure. And so he was translating my teaching on the book of Acts. Anyway, somewhere around the salvation of Cornelius in Acts 10, uh, Boris came to faith. Amazing. And uh, really grew in his faith, left being an insurance agent, came on our staff, and now leads our work in the Ukraine. And he's just a marvelous, marvelous believer. So that's just one small testimony of of what God did among these really wonderful people. Bobby, the food is great. And the generosity is even better.
1: If you ever get a chance to go to a dinner, to a meal in the home of a a Russian Jewish person, go. But make sure you fast for at least a day beforehand because you will eat and then eat some more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's so many things you need to understand when you work cross-culturally. And uh, even as a a Jewish guy whose grandparents came from Belarus— working with the current russian jewish people it's very cross cultural uh, for mm-hmm. me uh, yeah. but the wonderful smells in the home of the foods and and the pictures all look like the pictures in my grandmother's house and uh, it's just so moving and so wonderful and uh, i love coming to the congregation i love spending time and worshiping the lord with our russian jewish friends it's it's a joy
2: Technology has given us an exciting new way to reach the Jewish people with the good news of Jesus, like never before. Prior to 2014, we had to rely on billboards, buses, subways, and newspapers to get the word out. But now, with the advances of technology and your partnership, we can reach tens of thousands of Jewish people with a simple click of a button in this exciting digital age. So, learn more about our mission, and help us continue reaching Jewish people over the Internet by going online to chosenpeople.com radio. That's chosenpeople.com radio. Or connect with us over the phone by calling one of our team members at 888-293-7482. Thanks! We look forward to hearing from you soon.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to The Chosen People. With the fall of the Soviet Union in the late 1980s, many, many thousands and tens of thousands of Russian Jewish people emigrated from Russia and the former Soviet Union and came to Israel, but they also came to the U.S. and so many of them landed in Brooklyn, New York. And even to this day, almost 30 years later, we have a thriving work bringing the gospel to these Russian-speaking Jewish people. Now, one of these young men who came to faith during that time. His name is Vladimir Pickman, and he has been serving with Chosen People Ministries now for over 20 years. And he is one of the most influential and gifted Bible teachers that I have ever met. And on top of that, he loves a good meal at a New York or a New Jersey diner. So get ready, because now we're gonna hear his story and his testimony of how he came to faith in Jesus, the Messiah.
3: On my back, there was a Star of David pictured by somebody and on my table there was a piece of paper and it was written go away from us to your Israel and listen I didn't want to go to Israel at that time I was like a patriot of the Soviet Union the kids in my class they tried to beat me so I was seriously fighting with them and they were telling me uh, that you are and dirty Jew or something like that. They were making fun of my last name because it didn't sound Russian or Ukrainian. And it was in many cases related to the fact that I'm Jewish. It was painful. There is no God, but there are Jewish people. As actually the third generation of Jewish atheists in the former Soviet Union. We kept our very strong Jewish identity. I don't remember anybody in my family who was not Jewish, and we didn't want to create any more troubles by believing in God. So, no God, but Jewish people. And as the former Soviet Union began to collapse, we experienced such a wonderful freedom suddenly to be proud of being Jewish. I learned about the Holocaust for the first time. Some of my relatives died in Babi Yar. During the Holocaust in Kiev, I started learning Hebrew. I became very strong Zionist. I went to a synagogue, not to worship God though, but to have fellowship with other Jewish people. My Zionistic dream became true. I moved from Ukraine to Israel. As I arrived there, I was literally ready to kiss the land. But one day, I came to the Wailing Wall in the old city, Jerusalem. And I was standing there, and it was a feeling. Oh, I reached the destination. That's the highest moment of my life. I'm... I came to the wall, and I touched it. And I instantly believed in God. It was like electricity struck me. A Couple months later, I had to make a decision. I decided to ask God. And the only way I knew was to write a note with my question to put in the Wailing Wall, forgot to read it. In my note, I asked him about the direction and guidance for my life. I promised that I will never complain about it. The very next day, he sent me back to Ukraine, and I was complaining like crazy. It was a foolish promise. I'm on my way back to Ukraine, and somebody gives me the New Testament in Russian. And it was my main language at that time. It's not for me, I'm Jewish. It's not a Jewish book, not at all. But at the same time, it's, uh, it's the book, and I love the books. I cannot say no to a book, so I took it. I had a Jewish friend. He was one of the most Jewish person I, I have ever met at that, uh, at that time. I appreciated my uh, friend very much, and I respected him a lot. He was a really good friend for me at that time. He told me, you're a sinner, you go to hell, the only way to be saved is to believe in Jesus. It's crazy! I'm Jewish! I don't believe in Jesus, and I'm not going to believe in Jesus. I considered the New Testament an anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish book. I was surprised as I opened and started reading this. It was full of Jewish history, Jewish humor, Jewish worldview. It, It appeared to me even more Jewish than the Talmud. I didn't consider myself as a sinner before. Good education, good career, good decent life, Jewish Angel. But on that very day, I knew that I'm a sinner. Something was wrong with me. I'm not as good as I thought I was. I never committed serious crime not because I was so good, but because I was afraid of the consequences. I felt so dirty. The very next day I told my parents that I believe in Jesus and I follow Jesus as the Messiah. They thought that it just for a season, a new crazy idea that I have. With the time, they learned to live with this. I realized Jesus is Jewish. He is the king of the Jews. He is one of my own people. He is the ideal Jew. He is ideal Israel in a certain way. I became so proud and so happy to be Jewish (laughs) because we have such a Messiah, such a king, such an example to follow. Now I know that I have a personal relationship with the God of Israel. I talk to Him. I know that I'm in His presence. He speaks back to me. I see His hand, and He's working in my life on a daily basis. And it's something like a very deep peace inside of me. And in my soul I can sense, I can feel this connection to Him. The connection that I never used to experience before that night of prayer.
2: As the nation of Israel struggles to keep control of the Promised Land, and her enemies fight and riot against her, how can we know that Israel's future will indeed be glorious? That's the topic of our latest offer, a book written by Harold Sevener, the past president of Chosen People Ministries, called Israel's Glorious Future. Explore the ancient prophecies that reveal the faithfulness of God's everlasting covenants with His chosen people in this concise guide. Request your copy of Israel's Glorious Future today by visiting us online at chosenpeople.com offer. That's chosenpeople.com offer. Or ask for Harold Sevener's book when you call 888 293 7482. We look forward to hearing from you soon.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to The Chosen People. So, Mitch, just as we sort of land the plane here, what are some lessons that you've learned in your ministry to the Russian Jewish people?
0: Well, the lessons I've learned are lessons that Chosen People have understood for a long time. Our founder, Rabbi Leopold Cohn was holistic in his understanding of ministry. And when we began ministry among the Russian Jews, they needed so much, you know. So we taught English as a second language. We taught citizenship classes even. Uh, We gave advice and recommendations on housing and and job training. And we did a lot of feeding of poor Russian Jewish people. And we do a a lot— not only to uh, help them spiritually, but uh, holistically as people. And that has really, really paid off. And so once they began coming to faith, they continued coming to faith. And we continue to minister to the whole person, to body, mind, and soul. We feed, we give emotional comfort, we pray for them. I think that uh, I've learned a lot about ministry from reaching Russian Jewish people and how valuable it is to look at people as more than walking souls, but to look at people as, as holistically and minister to all of their needs, physical, emotional, spiritual, psychological. I think that's made a big difference and it's something that I learned through ministering to the Russian Jews.
1: Again, I just want to thank you for laying the foundation uh, that has really allowed me and our other staff serving in Brooklyn now to sort of step into a, a work that's been established as we continue to learn similar lessons Uh, that you've learned as well. So thank you for that.
2: At Chosen People Ministries, our desire is to share the good news of Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah, with Jewish people in ways that are challenging, creative, and compelling. We can only accomplish this mission with the partnership, prayers, and financial support of listeners like you who have the desire and a passion to reach out to Jewish people all over the country and enrich their lives with a message of hope and salvation. If that's you, please connect with us online. You'll find us at chosenpeople.com slash radio or you can connect with us through the mail or over the phone. For those details and more, visit chosenpeople.com slash radio. Your partnership helps us continue the mission we started over 127 years ago. And for that, we say thank you, and we look forward to hearing from you soon.
1: This is The Chosen People, and that's all the time that we have for today. Chosen People Ministries exist to tell Jewish people all over the world that Yeshua is the true hope of Israel and the light of the world. And so, if you would like to learn more about this radio program, about Chosen People Ministries, or if you would like to partner with us by volunteering in some capacity, then let me encourage you to stop by our website to discover what opportunities are available to you this year. You'll find us at chosenpeople.com radio. You'll also find a variety of resources, like our Hebrew study guides, tips to help you evangelize, and also a growing archive of articles and Inside Israel newsletters. There's even a resource page for your church. So just go to chosenpeople.com slash radio to discover what's available right now. And then before we close today's program with the ironic Benediction from the book of Numbers chapter 6, let me encourage you to sign up for our special 9-11 and the New Middle East Conference, honoring our past and understanding our future that we are hosting in partnership with the Alliance for the Peace of Jerusalem. We know that we worship a God of hope who raises us above the tragedies and difficulties of life, and so that's why we'd like to honor the lives of those who perished on that fateful day 20 years ago, as well as their families. You'll hear from Anne Graham Lotz, author Joel Rosenberg, and Dr. Michael Rydelnik of Open Line Radio, as well as worship artists Marty and Misha Getz. So sign up online or register to attend the conference in person in New York City by visiting chosenpeople.com/radio And now to close us with the ironic benediction, here's Mitch Glazer once again.
0: v'ikunecha <speaking in Hebrew> May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. May the face of the Lord shine upon you and give you peace. Beshem shall Yeshua Hamashiach, Sar Shalom, in the name of Jesus the Messiah, the Prince of Peace.
1: The Chosen People is produced and sponsored by Chosen People Ministries.